Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Talk is cheap. I don't want just any four. We want today your best four. We're not waiting till Sunday here. Stone Labanowitz, hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. You know, I can tell by, you know, when I walk out in the mornings here in my in my nice little short sleeve shirt, trying to show off the guns. By the way, Stone, been back in the gym heavy. Ooh. I leave for uh, Cancun tomorrow for my bachelor trip, and uh, the guns they're 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 ready. They're ready. Sun's gonna be out, <laughs> and the guns they'll be uh, followed right behind. I'm pumped up. Um, but I can tell by even the weather change here in South Florida that it's time. We're, we're really nearing that time where we're about to crown a, a college football national champion through the college football playoff system, which has been also the topic of every single sports debate show, every single morning show, talk show, and first take, and the fake first take over there on FS1, and, 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 and especially here on ESPN Radio, ESPN West Palm, uh, through the morning shows. Everybody wants to talk about who's most deserving. Um which teams should be left out? What happens if the conference championship games go awry? And how how ugly will that um, committee room get with Bill Hancock at the helm as they try and decide the final four teams for the college football playoff in the very last four um, four seeded playoff uh, schedule here for the uh, in the, you know, for college football in the fall? Stone, I'm sick of all of that. I'm done with it. All right, these takes left and right, everybody uh, crying, oh, boo-hoo. Well, Florida State deserves to be in because even though they don't have their quarterback, they won the games, and the regular season's got to matter. Was that a Ken Levicka impersonation? Kind of, just a little bit. Ken, Ken, by the way, who's not here to defend himself, Ken Levicka out (laughs) um, for the day. Uh, Court duties, right? Not jury duty, but actually in court testifying. Court duty's got subpoenas. Maybe that's a little TMI, but hey, yeah. we'll try to ring him up in a little bit. Yeah. Give him a status update. Figure out what the hell he's got going on. We just want to make sure he's able to come back here for tomorrow, man. We want to make sure he doesn't, you know, get himself, um, you know, you, you know, you say the wrong thing in court. Now you're the one under the uh, microscope. So Ken, stay, stay out of trouble there, man. Don't run that mouth. <laughs> Ken ain't built for the clinker. Nah, I nah. don't. I, I don't think he can. He can handle it. He's not. He, he's not. He, you know what? He's not gonna go there because the dude is a wordsmith. He knows how to talk his way out of <laughs> that's stuff. That's true. Um, don't perjure yourself on the stand there. When in doubt, just just like they told me growing up, hey man, don't don't talk. Don't you, say nothing. You know who's thriving they right are. now? In the week of the college football championship weekend, it's the wordsmiths. Yeah. It's a good word. It's the guys who know how to chat, who know how to throw out all these hypotheticals, but like you said, and I share the same feelings, we're sick and tired of it. It's it's getting tired on my very ears, but but this is what's happening. So for those that that aren't you know in the loop with college football right now, because we did away with the BCS system, which was literally computers taking in all this info and then spitting out data that gave us the two teams that would fight for the national championship. Now we have the committee, the committee, the meeting room, the boardroom. A bunch of uh, older folk who have been around the game of college football for some time now. They've held big positions. They've either uh, been, you know, athletic directors, coaches, just people that have been around the game that know college football 
who sit in a room and every Tuesday they come out with their show and they give us the updated college football playoff rankings. And then we're left with the rubble that is um, teams that are left out of the top four, teams that are um, maybe one win away in their conference championship game of breaking into that top four. And you got to land in the top four to have a chance to play for the national championship game. Uh, Stone, the four that they put out this week, Georgia, (laughs) back-to-back national champions, right back there at number one, Michigan coming off their win at the big house against Ohio State, right there at number two, 12-0. Washington, 12-0, the win over Oregon a few weeks ago, a chance to beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game and solidify their way in. The top three, nobody has any qualms about. And then you got number four, Florida State, who is the last undefeated team at 12-0. and 0. It, it seems cookie-cutter that they should make their way in if they especially win the ACC championship game. But Florida State is, as we all know, without Jordan Travis. Benjamin Project, uh, a guy that was in the running for the Heisman uh, Trophy race before he uh, broke his ankle. He went to Benjamin? North Alabama. And I don't know if you heard. Yeah, Jordan Travis. The one here in Palm Beach County? Quarterback Florida State. He went to the Benjamin School. Oh, I was wondering yeah. where he went. No, under Eric Kressler, uh, you know, dual threat quarterback, flinging the ball around right here, on backyard. All right, shout out the Bucks. Yeah, I'll send out a mass email later. <laughs> uh, this is what we're left with. The Florida State resume, though it's pristine, though they're undefeated, though they're well on their way to an ACC championship game and a 13-0 record, they don't have the single best player on that team, which has been Jordan Travis, which has drove that ship, or I guess captain that ship uh, all the way here to the to the promised land and then you have Oregon at 5 11 and 1 their one loss to Washington Ohio State at 6 11 and 1 their one loss this past weekend against Michigan and here's where it gets interesting Texas at 7 11 and 1 and Alabama sitting there pretty at 8 also 11 and 1 Texas having won that head-to-head matchup in September. Alabama with a chance to take out the number one team this weekend in the SEC championship game in Atlanta to really throw a wrench in the college football playoff selection committee's plans. Stone, that room on on Saturday slash Sunday when they get together to pump out the very final four to give us our college football playoff, they want nothing more than for Alabama to lose the SEC championship game. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what you, you know. That's what they're praying on. You're laughing, but it is. It, it, it's not the fine print, but it is the note you have uh, right to the right of you. Whether you put it on a sticky note yeah. in your your Apple phone, the Droid. I don't know how that notes work. Uh, luckily, uh, we we don't have Droids. No, another, no, no Droids. Here. Another slight no shot at, at Ken Lavica. Um, seriously, the times, bro. this is, <laughs> this is what everybody's hoping for. I feel differently. I'm pretty sure you feel differently about it, but we'll get into all that stuff. We're Bama guys. Yeah, this is uh, and this is where we draw the line here again. We're not going to pontificate. This is, we're going to go right to the, the, the horse who's, they say it, it came right from the horse's mouth. Bill Hancock is said horse. Um, and what came from his mouth, according to ESPN's Heather Dinich, who is a senior writer for college football on ESPN. Uh, Bill Hancock's looking for the best four. Here's the tweet verbatim. She tweeted this out last night um, around 8 o'clock p.m. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock said the committee's job is to rank the four best, capital B, capital E, capital S, capital T, teams, and that, quote, most deserving is not anything in the committee's lexicon. They are here. They are there to rank the best teams in order 
and that's what they do, so just keep that in mind, end quote. So what Bill Hancock here is saying, a guy that's been ahead of this committee since 2012, the very first um, uh, the very first really employee of this college football selection committee, and this is his last go-round um, as the, the director of the college football playoff executive um, of, the, of the committee. He's saying right now, it's not about just pure resume. It's not about who won their college football uh, you know, conference championship. He wants the best four teams. That committee is there. They're put in place. Everybody with their expertises and their backgrounds are all in that room to decide on the best four teams. So here on Levicka Theo and Stone, on this very chilly Monday, we're going to decide for ourselves the very best four teams. We're doing the work for Bill Hancock because, I mean, let's, let's admit it. This is his last go-round. Man, he is, needs help. This is senior year, man. He's, he's got senioritis. Right. He's 72 years old. He's ready to ride off into the sunset. Just be the consultant, not be the big guy in the big chair having to make the decision. So he's coming to us. So here in Palm Beach County and on the Treasure Coast, we're going to deliver that. We're going to give you the best four teams. But Stone Labanowitz, this this is a democracy, right? Like we're. We're not going to just be autonomous about this. I'm going to give I'm going to give some leeway for some input. Every committee room, every executive meeting takes some input. So we're going to be able to also take some input here as we lay out the best four teams in college football and we decide who should be the ones in the playoff. Now, Stone, we can admit we can both come to an agreement here. The Pac-12 champion is in, right? Like whoever wins between Oregon and Washington this weekend is in the college football playoff and whoever loses is out. So can we agree on that? I, here we go. Uh oh. I think we have to on principle, which we, we, we don't want to do that today. Yeah. But I think the answer is yes, right? Washington, it, if they do get the dub, fourteen and zero. Yes, like they're undefeated. So so they're, they're right. in. So yeah. So I, I think hypothetically, your answer is yes. And then if Washington loses, Oregon is not only the Pac-12 champion, but they have avenged their loss against Washington in the regular season and have all of the. Uh, common opponents and all of the other metrics that are baked into this, all of those things lean on Oregon's side. So I believe if Oregon wins this weekend, it's clear to say Oregon is the team that represents the Pac-12 in the college football playoff, and it's going to be hard to argue Washington over any of these other teams with these other stacked-up resumes. Therefore, when speaking of Pac-12 champions, whether that be Oregon or Washington, if you're choosing them as your best team, I'll just refer to them as Pac-12 champions. Right, The Pac-12 champion will be in the college football playoff. The Big Ten champion, which we assume will be Michigan, but, and we'll get into uh, what's, what's <laughs> happening there uh, for Michigan out there in Indy when they, when they play in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa, how skewed those lines are and how easily of a victory that should be. Big, Michigan's in. They won it when they won against Ohio State. Michigan's in. So we have Michigan in. We have the Pac-12 champion in. The real decision now comes to what happens with Georgia versus Bama. Does Texas find its way in? Does Oregon find its way in with a win? These are the different things that people are debating out. So instead of doing any of that, we're going to get right to the crux of the situation. And here today on Wednesday, ahead of the college uh, football championship weekend, we are going to decide out the best four teams, and we're doing it here in the committee hearing room. And I, I think I hear some some rumbling. There's a lot of... Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of chatter in there. We'll, we'll get to that because th- th- there's no way you can do this and say that it's all objective. 
the very nature of this right now that the college football playoff has lined out is that this is a subjective process. Bill Hancock telling Heather Dinich, and we couldn't find any audio of it, so we're going to have to assume that Heather Dinich as a reporter must have spoken directly to Bill Hancock. She has that direct relationship. He told her, in his words, most deserving isn't anything in the committee's lexicon. They're looking for the four best teams. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Stone. I'm not. I wasn't the greatest in, in the English class, but best is subjective. Best is human. Best is subjective. Yes. You, you have to decipher it out based on a bunch of different varying factors, especially in college football, especially when you can't just literally line up records next to each other and say, oh, that team has a better record than that team. Best is naturally going to be subjective. So there's no way to be objective about this. There's no way for you to get your feelings hurt if you're a fan of a team that gets left out or picking out the best four teams. Now, I hear as we step in here to the meeting room, I, I do hear a, a, a little chatter. And, and, and Bill Hancock has, has, has trusted me as one of the many voices in this meeting room. Can I hear more of that chatter there? It's, oh, okay. We're sitting around the table. It's getting heated. All right, all right. Every, pipe down. Pipe down, pipe down. Hear ye, hear ye. Give me a chance here to speak. That's what he's going with. Hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye, hear ye. I've never been, you can tell I've never been in a serious meeting room at any point in my life. In, in all of these 30 years, the most serious it's probably gotten for me has been like me and my boys, you know, developing a good pickup roster for our, uh, our, our, our Lake Worth community Rec team. League. Yeah, a little fantasy football draft night. Fantasy football draft night. These are the things I've been in. I never had to direct a, a whole room full of people with serious suits on and whatnot, but that's what I'm doing here. Quiet down. Bill Hancock says he wants the best four teams in college football. And I'm here to, to, to deliver this directive to you here today. My best four teams, Stone Labanowitz, as I sit here on a Wednesday in November ahead of college football championship weekend. Give me Georgia. Give me Michigan. Give me the Pac-12 champion. And give me Alabama. Roll damn tide. Those are the best four teams in college football, and it will be proven out this week when Oregon inevitably beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship game and makes its way into that top four. Michigan cruises in with a win over Iowa. Alabama gets its SEC championship victory Ooh. over Georgia, which has been the biggest and baddest team in all of the land for the past three years and the back-to-back -back national champions. And then a one-loss Georgia team with an SEC championship loss against Alabama, who's already previously ranked this week, number one in the rankings, falls down to number four, and they get not a rematch with Bama, but a game against either Michigan or the Pac-12 champion, whoever you want to jump up there to number one. I believe the best four teams in college football as it stands right now today are Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Alabama. And those are the four teams that should be playing in the college football playoff for the very final year, the very final lap of the four-team playoff. All of this is going to be you know, disseminated, and this is, we're going to be arguing much smaller and more moot points next year when it's a 12-team playoff. But today as it stands as a four-team playoff, give me those four or give me death. I, I mean, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I love how we're doing this. I love the conversation because it really is going to come down to the four best. And for those going after Bill Hancock, why would you say the quiet part out loud? Why would you say we're going to choose the best four teams? 
That's his built-in excuse for when the decision does come. And he's like, Bill, what the hell? Because there's going to be pushback. Yeah. Inevitably, we're going to be pushback. Tallahassee, prepare yourself. But Bill, <laughs> Bill Hancock is going to say, hey, my job, our job is to pick the four best teams. So that's what we're doing right now. I will push back on one of your teams. And it's Oregon. Mm. And it's Oregon. So if we're going best four, obviously, we're yeah. sharing the Michigan. Yeah. They're 23, 24 point favorites against Iowa. Okay. It's over with. That one's wrapped up. Put a bow on. The game is over. Just curious. Just stay healthy. To see where it's going to land on the total and how much of a fight Iowa can put up. I do share, obviously, the same feelings as you do with Georgia. Regardless, win or lose, they're in. They're defending. They're back-to-back. We get it. Kirby, we get it. Yeah. We know how strong you guys are. There's no argument against. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you on Alabama. I'm with you on Alabama. Mm. I think you have to put things into perspective, right? For all the other teams on this list, because there are seven teams that still have, through ESPN, 25% chance to, to make it. So yeah. you got to give them a little bit of respect, right? There's probably a seven, eight team field that's still in contention. Texas Texas deserves a mention. Te- I mean, 100% yeah. Texas deserves a mention. I might be giving them more than a mention okay. here in a second. But with Alabama, you look at them, they're plus 180 on the money line against Georgia, and their dogs buy less than a touchdown. Like, I think, I don't think, actually, that there's another team on this list that would be as short of a dog as Alabama is. Yeah. I don't think you can go, even the route of Michigan, I, I think you're looking at a, a six-and-a-half point line. I think it gets near a touchdown. Obviously, a, a school like Ohio State, who we, we know is not in contention, but at the same time, right, they still have that percentage chance. Yeah. Like, chaos could arrive. Ohio State is at least dogs by a touchdown to Georgia. Ole Miss, Oregon, Missouri, some of these schools oh, yeah. that are still just in the strength of record conversation. Like, whatever you want to put. Now, I'm just throwing teams out there. They're not plus 180 on the money line against So, Georgia. what are you about to do? Because the way that you pump the brakes on one of my four teams, again, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Alabama, you, you got something up your sleeve. I 100% have something up my sleeve because if Oregon were to be playing – Georgia this weekend, they're not plus 180 on the money line. No. It's heftier than that. Yeah. It's eight. It's eight and a half. It's nine. That's what it is. This is just hypothetical, neutral field, right? We're going to spit out a million hypotheticals for the audience out there. You've heard 400 of them already. Right. And it's only noon. But Oregon is not contending with a Georgia team right now, but Alabama is. So Alabama's in. Georgia's in. Michigan's in. I think when we say Alabama's in, that means they beat yeah, they beat Georgia. They, this is all they beat Georgia. Yeah, this is all assuming Alabama can upset Georgia in Atlanta for the SEC championship, which isn't a given, but that's what would throw a wrench into the conversation. Sorry to your Oregon Ducks. Wow. I replaced them with the Texas Longhorns. We want to talk about the best four teams. We want to talk about head to head matters. Well, yeah. you rewind the clock a little bit, and I don't like going to earlier games in the season, but there's a certain team that has a win over. Nick Saban That's and the boys in Tuscaloosa. Is that not a different Bama team? Of course it's a different oh, Bama September team. September 7th. But you have to say that head-to-head matters, right? Like, we're going to get into head-to-head. We're going to get into strength of records and whatnot. Texas has that. And, and we're not even doing any of it right now. We're talking about the best four teams in college football. Today. Today. Who we would put as the best four. And we do want people to chime in, but I think Texas is a better football team than Oregon. I do think Texas would be favored over Oregon. Therefore, I have to go there. I'm typically going to lean with the sports books. Yeah. I'm completely understanding of what these lines would be. Hypothetically, what it would be against this team where they're playing. Regardless, Texas is favored over Oregon. I don't 
necessarily think that's much of an argument. So Texas is going to take Alabama's spot. I think a masterful slate of games yeah. would be Michigan, Bama, UGA, Texas. Give me those four teams. Mix them up because things are going to get a little weird. I'm sure there are teams that are going to drop some games. I'm really, really bullish on Oregon this weekend in the Pac-12 championship or whatever we want to call it nowadays. They're nine and a half point favorites over Washington. Yeah. Like for all the people on this Washington train, which are the same people on the Florida State train, right? When you're in kind of deal. You're nine and a half point underdogs to Oregon. Like that's embarrassing. It is. For, for what you've done, you don't have a loss on the schedule. You're a perfect 12 and 0 right now, and you're almost double digit dogs to, to a team Oregon. you beat. To a team you beat. Yeah. Crumble Washington up, put it in the garbage. I'm not dealing with it right now. No, sir. So even an Oregon win over Washington then keeps Oregon out of the top four for you. That's not what we're doing. I'm just asking. We're talking about best four teams right now. Best four teams right now. That's where I would go. Yes. I would just say that Texas is a better team than Oregon right now. If we're sitting at that round table with all of the murmur that we've been hearing, I'm making the pitch for Texas. I think Texas is a better football team than Oregon. All right, so let's hear the murmur. Let's hear the murmur because we're in the meeting. I'm sorry, I forgot to set the stage for you, Stone Labanowitz. So here we are. We're in the meeting. Bill Hancock. I went a cappella. Yeah, you went a cappella. Bill Hancock is, is standing here, right? Standing up front. He's trying to get people's attention. He can't do it. He's 72 years old, Stone. Is he really? He's 72. He's just done. This is his last year, his final lap, his last hurrah. He's standing there. He can't, he's talking. Uh, people, I can't, I can't get to us. And Bill Hancock. Uh. And here, Stone, Stone, get up and take it. Take, Take the room. Take the crowd. Texas is better than Oregon. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. And then it would go dead silent. Dead silent. It would go dead silent. Now, Texas is a better football team than the Oregon Ducks. That's what I would say. That's how I would say it. I put a period on it. And why? Because here, here's, here's the one thing that I have a problem with here when you say that. Which conference has been better between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 this year? Texas has a... A higher just, strength of schedule. I'm just asking you, what, what's what been the better conference? I, I don't think we should play the conference card, saying, but all, it goes the way of Oregon. I, this year, I'm, here, just walk with me here. I'm not even trying to pin you into a – just walk with me. Who? Which conference is better? Let's go with uh, where the Oregon Ducks play football, sure. The Pac-12 is better than the Big 12, and you have two one-loss conference champions in this scenario in which Oregon – also, their one loss is against the team that they're going to be able to beat in the big in the Pac-12 championship. So their one loss would be avenged versus Texas, who lost in Bedlam against the Sooners, against the three-loss or was it four-loss Sooner team? <laughs> yeah, uh, against Brett Venables, who who opens our show here, which we love. We love. You we know, do blowing love and going. Brett. Open up your mouth and pump it with the hose and whatever you do. That's that's. I can't. I can't fight for you if, you're, if I'm if I'm Texas. You're saying that's a better football team. I'm saying it, it, the lines are so close there. Like the teams to me are, are so comparable that I'm taking then Oregon's resume over I'm, Texas. I'm curious to what Bill Hancock will say in regards to the strength of schedules, some of the head to heads, because I talked about already Texas is a head to head win against Alabama, which I think carries a lot of weight now with how Alabama's looked. But the strength of schedule per ESPN analytics and ESPN analytics has been off regardless of what sport it is. The yeah. NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL, college football, they've been off a lot this year. But using ESPN analytics, their strength of schedule for this season, Texas sits at six and Oregon sits at nine. Yeah, Oregon sits right underneath Missouri. So when you want to talk about the conferences, I think it becomes less about the conferences and some of the non-conference games. Like this Texas team has played Alabama 
Kansas State was a good football team at the time. And other than that, there's not anything on here that screams out at you. But I think the same can be said about Oregon. Yeah. Nothing really screams out at you. And they did go toe-to-toe with a Washington team that they're now favored by nine and a half points over. And they lost to them. I just think there's a little more parity on the side of Oregon. And uh, things are to be taken a little more serious on the side of Texas with Sark at the helm. And obviously that win over Saban. Stone has Texas in over whatever the Pac-12 champion is. I've got the Pac-12 champion plus Bama, no Texas. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're giving you your chance to weigh in. Give us your best four. Bill Hancock, executive director of the College Football Playoff Committee. He told Heather Dennis, hey, it's not about the most deserving four. It's not about just the best resume. It's not about who has the most, you know, strength of schedule, head-to-head, common opponents, all that. It's give me the best four teams, and that's what we're going to put out there for the viewing public, for the college football frenzied fans, and that's what we're giving you here today. Who are your best four? Make your, uh, I guess, your pitch to the committee today. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. As the crowd gets to murmuring, one of the questions that, that I have to ask you directly, Stone, is for you as a guy that played college football, started at QB, Southern Illinois, the Salukis, and again, we call it the most important position in team sports, or we're talking about the quarterback position. We assume in the NFL that the MVP year in and year out is going to be a quarterback. We also always allude in college football the best quarterback in the nation is going to be the Heisman Trophy winner, which goes to the most outstanding player. If we're giving all of this priority to quarterback in our awards voting, in our money in the NFL, in our money in NIL deals, we're, we're, we've already succumbed to that. Quarterback's the most important position. Florida State doesn't have their quarterback. <laughs> Florida State, Jordan Travis is not going to be out there for Florida State. If Florida State is put into the top four and has to compete with Georgia or Oregon or Alabama, they will be at a talent deficit. They will be not favored via whatever Vegas lines you want to give me, because Florida State doesn't have the guy that got them here at the most important position in all of team sports. That matters. When we're trying to pick out the best four teams, I know there's a lot of Seminoles fans out there, but guess what? Jordan Travis ain't walking through that door. It's going to be Tate Rodemaker, and we don't know what Tate Rodemaker has yet. We've seen a little of it. We haven't seen it against the big dogs, and I don't think it's worth our time putting a Florida State team in there that doesn't have their guy. And I'm a Jordan Travis fan. Or a huge fan. He went to Benjamin, right? Yeah, he went to Benjamin, the Benjamin school. Oh, okay, okay. Right there, Buccaneers. Listen, if you don't want to take it from Theo Dorsey, because I share all those same feelings, so don't take it from Stolo Banners. Take it from the college football playoff chairman, Boo Corrigan, who referred to Florida State as a, quote, different team. A different team. I mean, that's the, the talk about from the horse's mouth. Yes. A, a, quote, different team without its injured star quarterback. Uh, they're a different team, he says. It's pretty obvious with Jordan Travis not playing and Tate Rodemaker playing. They're a different team, just as anybody would be if they lost their quarterback in that situation. So, so don't take it from us. No. Take it from a chairman, one who's in that murmuring room that we're talking and about. And I'm going to tell you right now, Florida State fans, give it up. Right, Just prepare yourself for the worst. Yeah, just they're prepare not yourself. It. They're not going to make it. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I don't know what happens Friday for the championship games. Florida State's not going to make it in the college football playoff, and that is the way it should be. Because we don't want another TCU versus Georgia like what we saw in the national championship game. It wouldn't be that ugly, but you lost your captain. And without your captain, 
you ain't really a top four team in the nation. Now, the, the, the thing that does make me pause a little bit, right? I, I, I want to whisper to you, rear back with the conviction. Yeah. Because when you look at the odds to reach the playoff as it stands right now on Wednesday, it's Georgia minus 15,000. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> enough said. It's Michigan minus 3,000. And then here's where, thing gets, here's where things get tricky. Your Oregon Ducks, they're minus 350, right? Favored to get in. Yeah. Not much to go wrong there. But this is when it gets really interesting. Texas is at plus 140. Florida State at plus 150, Alabama at plus 180, and Washington at plus 270. Well, that's because Alabama has to beat Georgia. Baked into those odds are, does Bama beat Georgia? Yep. 100% baked into those odds are, yeah. does Bama beat Georgia? And Bama's a dog. Bama's a dog by five and a half points. But what those odds are also telling us is if Bama beats Georgia, they're in. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Yeah. That, 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 that is what their money line is against the Georgia Bulldogs, yeah. and that is what it is to make the playoffs. So that's they're kind of tipping their cap a little bit. Yeah. You're basically taking it at even money. But Florida State, for us to sit here and say they're not in regardless of what happens, I kind of want to check ourselves a little bit because that result would suck if they do get put in because it's plus 150 right now. Yeah. All things considered, they're favored over Louisville, which I don't even think they should be favored over Louisville. Regardless, they're plus 150, so we got to kind of – Keep it to a minimum. There's a well, here's a, here's the thing. They do have a chance. If you're a Florida State fan, root for the Bulldogs. That's your way in. If you if the Bulldogs don't win that SEC championship game, I do believe it is over. It is lights out in Tallahassee. You had a great year. We'll see you in the Orange Bowl. Eight 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 seven six zero three. Which by the way, the Capital One Orange Bowl can't wait to go. Love oh, it. Yeah. It's a great time. I'll be there for the Fan Fest tailgate. We're gonna turn up. DJ Striker shouts. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Bill Hancock wants your best four. We're in the college football playoff committee meeting room. All right, there's murmurs. There's murmurs. The, the crowd is here. I need you to command the floor and give me your best four. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. We got Kevin in Lake Worth. Kevin in Lake Worth, you're on LaVica Theo and Stone. What's happening? How we doing, guys? Pretty good. Now, All now, right. So, now, Kevin, hold on, now, hold on a second. The crowd's here. The murmurs are happening. Bill Hancock is up at the front of the table. He 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 can't command the room like you can, Kevin. I need you to stand up and and shut everybody up and tell me why you have your best four here today. So I'm going to do something that the committee should do, and that's pick the four teams based off merit, not the best, because. For, first first two, easily, Georgia, Michigan, all right? Then that third team, say Florida does lose to uh, Louisville, which I think is going to happen. Mm, I, I like got that. Texas at number three. Talk Texas to me. Texas went, went to Alabama and beat Alabama. Why are we, why are we having regular season games uh, in or, or uh, out-of-conference games if we're not going to actually take the results in, into account? Mm. Texas went to Bama and beat them. And then number four, I hate to say it, uh, they're, they're not going to get in because of their lo- loss last week. Wow. But the best team is actually Ohio State. Oh, Dude, wow. They went, they went to Michigan and lost. Like, they're driving. They're in that game the entire time. They're probably the top four team. They're not going to get in. I would say the winner of Washington versus Oregon gets, gets in. But the best team, Ohio State. So your best four, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, and Texas? Texas and 
Ohio State. Oh, but Texas and Ohio State. Ohio yes. State's not going to get in. Yeah. The fourth that's going to get in is, I'll say, Washington beats Oregon. Well, scrap that, Kevin. You know what? We didn't ask what, what four get. You said your best four, so I'll take that at face value. Your best four, you have Ohio State and Texas in there. I like that. Thank you for the call, te- uh, Kevin. Thank you for commanding the room and actually being somebody that's going to stand on business and speak their mind on what they actually say. Nobody today I've heard has sung the praises of Ohio State, but Kevin's right. I mean, if it's not for maybe, you know, being hit by the throw right, like that throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. could have been completed if it not had it not been for the pressure, and we don't know what could have happened. Ohio State could have came away with that win. I'm going to go out They're on a limb. It. I'm going to go out on a limb here before we jump to a break. Yeah. Kyle McCord is not even as good as Tate Rodemaker. <laughs> Kyle McCord, the starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes, is not even as good or is as good yeah. as Tate Rodemaker. Yeah. We're having the conversation of the best four teams. I'm not buying that. Do not put Kyle McCord in the playoff. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I get it from a team perspective. Yeah. And I think the same could be said yeah. for Ohio State. If you want to argue for them, it's that they're probably favored over most of these teams. They're favored over Oregon, I think. I, I personally think. Yeah. This is interesting, and I think those line propositions are probably out there. I think they're favored... Over a Washington team. If Washington is nine and a half point dogs to Oregon, I would imagine Ohio State is favored over Washington. And you can kind of go down this list too. I think that Texas-Ohio State game, that's probably a pick them. And and Ohio State-Alabama, probably close to a pick them. So I get it. The argument can be made for Ohio State. But if we're sitting at the round table and we're part of the committee, Cal McCord is kind of the one trumping the entire argument. Ooh. It's a TV thing, right? That's a quote-unquote. That's what we want to do. It's a TV money grab. So, yeah. Don't put Cal McCord in there. Can't do it. We're going to continue this conversation giving you, or give, you give us your best four for the college football playoff. Here today, before college football championship weekend, um, and St- as Stone Labanowicz just said, Cal McCord, you ain't going to be in that Final Four. It's LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. No, cut, cut, cut it, Stone. Cut the music. Cut the music. What the hell am I reading right now? I'm, I, you know what? This is crazy. Just give me, give me some uh, breaking news. St. Lucie Battery Inside. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. I'm baffled. Give him the news, baby. I'm baffled. Give him the news, baby. I'm flustered. This tweet from Adam Schefter, ESPN, just two minutes ago, during our break. The Jets are opening the 21-day practice window today for quarterback Aaron Rodgers. One more time. The Jets. Ah, a little louder, though. Are opening the 21-day practice window today for quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Stone we back. Bandwidth. Stone, are you going to be able to stay with me here until two? Are you going to jet out of here? You're going to do a parade up up and down Flagler? What? what how are you feeling right now? I, I mean, I can't really be excited because I have no idea what the hell this means. <laughs> I don't know what opening his practice window means. Um, I, I, does he put on a? Pra- I, I have no idea what this looks like. Well, if this helps, the New York Jets have a tweet that actually preceded Adam Schefter's tweet three minutes ago. Um, it has a picture of Aaron Rodgers in a red number eight practice jersey, and he's winding that thing back about the hurl of football. <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers 
in his own idiocy to prove a point after going out with an Achilles rupture in the first four, I guess the fourth snap of the NFL season. Yeah. Not just the fourth snap of his game, the fourth snap of the actual NFL season. He's going to try and come back in the same year to prove a point at 39 years old. So, Stone, these are your New York Jets. Am you I, adopted them. Am I supposed to sit here and say I'm excited for Aaron Rodgers coming back for a 4-7 and seven football team with no offensive line? Alan Lazard's a healthy scratch. Maybe they <laughs> unscratch him because Aaron Rodgers is back. I mean, there are so many moving pieces with this. Nonetheless, he's back slinging the pigskin around the yard with the boys. I'm sure they're excited. I'm, I'm sure the juice is back in the locker room, the facility, all of those things. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, this is a do or die. What? This is die. Like, like he literally may die. Like actually die. I don't think it's do or die. I think this is die. This is die for you to go and try and play behind a makeshift offensive line that got you hurt in the first place four snaps in to your 39-year-old season if you're Aaron Rodgers. And not just that. Whatever new age surgery, because another thing we're not thinking about here is with everything comes the unintended consequences. With everything comes, I mean, at a certain point, Aaron Rodgers is is a guinea pig here. He's going to be the new line of demarcation of coming back from an Achilles tear. And whatever new medicine or whatever stuff he talks about on the McAfee show all the time that he used to come back this quick, he's 39 years old and he's behind a bad offensive line. So it's going to get tested. It is, woo, we are so, going to find out. So a- a- answer me this. When you open a player's 21-day window, are they allowed to play or do they need to go through the 21 days? I think the process is that you have to open up the 21-day window in order for them to return from injured reserve. I don't think there is, I think that means any time within those 21 days he actually can go. We can look up the actual process, but like just like what happened with so many other players this year, Justin Jefferson, Devon Achan, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, like just because they open up the 21-day window for him to start practicing. They didn't have mean. to wait the 21 because what's on deck for them is two home games. Yeah. One of them against Desmond Ritter, which regardless of what you want to say about the New York Jets, they can win that ball game. I think they can win it with Tim Boyle. Yeah, they can. Behind center. Yeah. So if Aaron Rodgers doing the bare minimum, I think they can win that game. Well, now, I'm not saying... Uh, now, I, I don't say that and, and think that Aaron Rodgers plays in the football game. Uh, that's not what I mean. I'm just just playing the hypotheticals here. And then after that... You invite C.J. Stroud into town. Um, I don't think that's a spot you come back in. But then this is Uh-oh. where things get fun. And I know what you're looking at. Yeah. <clears throat> you got <clears> to <throat> yeah. take a trip down to Hard Rock Woo! Stadium, which I said at the beginning of the season, in complete transparency to piss Ken off, they'll sweep the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That's not the case. Well, um, it's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's actually we can't happen. <laughs> it's impossible. But it would be... A, a trip on December 17th to Hard Rock Stadium to play the Miami Dolphins. And, it, and if that's a spot Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, I don't think there's a uh, more fairy tale scenario. Maybe yeah. that's not the word to go with. But uh, uh, <laughs> if it's a fairy tale, it's probably going to be a tragedy one. Which of the fairy tales was a tragedy? I, I, mean, I think all of them. Is it or, uh, Romeo and Juliet? At least all of them in the books, not yeah. the movies that came out. Um, yeah, I think we're eyeing. December 17th against Miami, if Aaron Rodgers is actually going to come back. This is crazy stuff. Okay, Stone, you are the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan I know. You you, you, you had a picture of him in your locker when you were playing for South Fork High School and you had the hair flowing. You would think to yourself, what would Aaron Rodgers do every time you got behind center? No doubt. I'm going to ask you this plain and simple. The Jets just opened up Aaron Rodgers' 21-day 
practice window. Now, I'll also say this as a person who has rooted for players who have watched them. Is this your first time, I guess with Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James, this is your first time watching your, a player you saw at the pinnacle of success and at the peak of their athleticism now winding down, right? Like, are, are these your first favorite players that are doing this? I mean, I think so. I, I, don't, I also don't think that they're winding down, but sure, I guess oh, to answer yeah. your question. So, yes, you're still delusional. Thank <laughs> you. You proved the point for me. So I've had it happen to me. I was a Shaquille O'Neal fan growing up. I was a Dwayne Wade fan growing up. These players were invincible to me, and I thought they would do it at that clip forever. And it's weird watching your favorite athletes fall off of that cliff and not no longer be able to perform. And a lot of it doesn't have to do with their skill, but with the breaking down of their bodies, right? Dwayne Wade didn't get bad because he forgot how to shoot. His knees went out on him. Shaq, did, well, Shaq had a lot of different problems and, and you know weight issues and stuff. But for Aaron Rodgers, the downfall of his career could very well be the injuries and him trying to fight back as if he was a young dude in his prime to get back on the field as soon as possible and his body breaking down on him again. So I'll ask you this plain and simply as an Aaron Rodgers stand, as somebody who wants the best for Aaron Rodgers. Do you want Aaron Rodgers to come back and play a game this season? First off, let me answer your question with another question. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it works like this, though. Aaron Rodgers. That was an Evan Cohen quote all the time. Let me. Well, let me answer your question with a question. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been bad the last five seasons, right? Not the last five. He's been bad the last three seasons. The last right? He won three. an MVP. Yeah. He won an MVP. Yeah. I thought I could troop you up with five, but three's all I need. Yeah. 2020, three's all I need. He won an MVP. Okay. We're talking about a decline. This team had the six shortest odds to win the Super Bowl when he was in the Jets lineup in week one. That's what it was. Yeah. They were favored, not favored necessarily, but they were right it behind the wrong. Buffalo Bills Sometimes the to win the wrong. AFC East. That's the reason why they're odds. They were right behind the Bills. And if that was the case and things held up and the Jets were winning games with Aaron Rodgers and you're looking at the six and six Buffalo Bills and obviously the Dolphins, like they're there. So I, I'm just, I, I don't, and I do sound delusional. You are. And it is classic of somebody who stands a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He won an MVP three seasons ago. I don't understand how we can go after him. You'll go after his playoff success, but I just I just wanted to get that one off. It's one of my favorites. I thought I could trip yeah. you up saying, yeah, he's been, he's been garbage this last five. No, he hasn't. He's the league's most valuable player. And he would win the league's most valuable player over who we have right now slotted in Jalen Hurts, who has 15 touchdowns on the year. Do I want him to come back with your original yeah, question? That's Can you answer the question? I do. I do. I do. I don't know what the script writers have in store. Oh, I don't no. believe there's even a script for the NFL. Uh, but here's why. Oh. I, I, I want people's worlds to come burning down. Like, I want to watch... You cry. I want to watch Ken come into the office if Aaron Rodgers plays football on December 17th and beats the Miami Dolphins. I want to look Ken in the face. Get in his face, actually. Probably get a little physical <laughs> the morning of the show. The, the pre-production meetings. I'm yeah. in his grill. Like I, I want everybody who said things about Aaron Rodgers that one I don't like and that two are wrong to eat their own words. So for that, I do want him to come back because there is not a damn thing anybody can say if he does come back and win some football games and they're optimistic about the season next year. So I, for that little sliver of hope, which I do think is very little, 
It's definitely a sliver. Yeah. I just want him to come back and take a dump on every single person out there who said something about it. Do you him. understand the downside of him coming back? I think he understands the downside of him coming back more than I do. Right. I, I truly do. He understands what's going on. There are things X and O's wise. He's got one of the best play callers and offensive coordinators. Go, go ahead. No, finish that. Stone was about to make a declaration, y'all. I want y'all to lean in. This is uh, Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2, if it's your first time tuning in. This is Stone Lebanowitz, <clears throat> former South Fork and Southern Illinois Saluki. How about we just get to a break? Who just want? No, make your declaration. How about we just get to a break? Aaron Rodgers has what on the sideline? I'm kind of lightheaded <laughs> right now. This news has you lightheaded. Again, if you're just now tapping in, the New York Jets have activated Aaron Rodgers. What do you say we go to break, Theo? On the 21 day. <laughs> Let's just go to break. Let's go to break. Stone's going to clear his mind. We'll maybe get him a cup of Joe. We'll get him a cup of Joe and maybe clear his mind. We're going to go to He's break. He's back! He's Aaron Rodgers is back! He's back! On ESPN 106.3. You got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. You got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. You got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. I'm not hearing any love for Florida State out there. Stone, I, I thought we have Florida State Seminole fans in this area. So far on social media, when I ask for people's best four, again, at Theo Dorsey TV on Instagram, I see Michigan, I'm seeing Ohio State, seeing a lot of Georgia, Alabama. I don't see anybody actually picking Florida State as one of the four best teams. Have you been beaten to submission? Like, are, are, are it, do you have no more will to give? Have you already wasted all of your comments on the college football threads? Slavica Theo and Stone here on ESPN 106.3. Ken's out. He would have been the guy crying for, 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 for Florida State to be in there without their quarterback, Jordan Travis. But me and you, Stone, we agree. No Florida State. Ken would stand on 10 toes right now and make the proclamation that if they win their rent. Everybody in Tallahassee is saying if they yeah. win their rent. Like, they're... Full boat confidence, and I, I one of the points last week, and this was per Denny Cannell, this is also per the general public who supports Florida State being in the college football playoff. Okay, we don't have a quarterback. We didn't look that good against Florida, right? Well, we still covered. This is quote. This is it's coming from Danny Cannell. Like I said, the rest of the general public. Yeah. Did Alabama look that good against Auburn? No. Did Georgia look that good against Georgia Tech? No. Nope. 38-31 victory. 21.5 point favorites over the Yellow Jackets. Didn't get that done. Did Washington look that good against Washington State? Nope, they didn't. They almost lost the ball game. Yeah. Like, legitimately lost the game. And that's, well, those are the arguments that Florida State fans are hanging on. Like, hey, how can you say that we didn't pass our test with flying colors when we beat an SEC team, which you guys are so high on? Yeah. The SEC, right? Well, obviously, a true freshman at quarterback and Max Brown for the Florida Gators couldn't get it done, nor did anybody think that he really could get it done. I mean, we did in the first quarter. But those are the things that Florida State has going for them, right? The rest. Of these big dogs, these contenders not looking good. Rivalry weekend. It's rivalry weekend, though. That's my rebuttal. But Florida State fans genuinely think if they win, they're in. And I hate it. Well, they're wrong. And you know who else thinks they're wrong? The chair. The chair, Bill Hancock, who said, I want the best four teams. But then also, I don't know. Have you heard of this guy named Paul Feinbaum? Uh, I have. Paul Feinbaum. He he knows a lot. Now, he does get a little SEC-centric. I mean, of course. But to be fair, the SEC has been centric to college football over the past two decades. Uh, how about we take uh, Paul Feinbaum's take on the Florida Seminoles 
and, and how much of a chance they should have, how much of a say they should have in being one of the four best teams in college football? To me, it should be about Florida State. And, and I know what everyone wants to say. And I don't really care about the argument that care. Florida State is a undefeated Power Five champion. I mean, so what? They're beating Louisville, which lost to a pedestrian Kentucky team last week. To me, uh, Alabama and, and Texas are, are razor close. I, I'll give Alabama the edge for one reason, because they would have beaten the biggest bully in the land. And that should count for something. Uh, That game on September 9th is important, but it's not very important to me because when my eyes look at college football, I will see a better team in Alabama. And it's a lot different conference than the ACC and the Big 12 right now. It is. And Paul Feinbaum is right. I'm sorry, Florida State fans, and I get it. I know why you're not chiming in as much today because I think you know the silent truth. Florida State's not one of the four best teams in college football. Not today, and they won't be on Sunday when the when the rankings are revealed. Bama's going to win that SEC championship game. Ooh. They're going to jump the Knowles. And even if not, even if Bama doesn't, do you really, do you really in your deepest heart want Florida State to be in there at number four and have to take on the big dog in Georgia? Do you really want to see that? Do you really? Because then, when that happens, Florida State fans, well, then the proof's going to be in the pudding. And we're going to be able to talk about you the same way that people talked about TCU last year when they got thrashed by Georgia in the national championship game. Yeah, but they didn't get thrashed by Michigan. Who? TCU. TCU. But I, and that was also different because. Now I'm just playing devil's yeah, advocate, yeah, yeah. right? I, I'm from Tallahassee with right, that you're statement. From Tallahassee, yes, hey, yes, hey, yes. but what are you talking about? We were underdogs against Michigan. How'd that work out? Yeah. Michigan ain't Georgia. <laughs> and if Florida State gets in, they're going to get in with the four. Like Most likely, Florida State's going to be the four seed if and, they get in. And then it becomes a, and they're a gonna contest have to play on paper. Georgia. Because if Florida State played Georgia in the Nobody college football playoff. That. Nobody wants to see that. Let's just guess around the room. There's two of us in the studio right now. What the hell that spread is. It's got to be like 13 and a half. Huh? I, I mean, it, it's, two, it, it's nothing short of two touchdowns. It's nothing short of two touchdowns. And, and it, they were nine and a half point favorites over Missouri. Missouri would Missouri's be a pick em right now with Florida State. Missouri's good. So what you can't have is a college football playoff matchup where a team's favored by more than two touchdowns. You just can't have just, it. Sorry about it. What's, the, what is, what's even the point of that? And that's and again, this is not talking down on Florida State. All it, right? It'd be a fun matchup in a 12-team field, right? Right. Yeah, 100%. Woo! 100%. Be a fun matchup in a 12-team field. Not Sorry, a- Florida State. Got to wait for next year when you don't have Jordan Travis. <laughs> I want Georgia to be challenged in that first game. If if Georgia gets through Bama on Friday in Atlanta, they play Friday as well, right? I can't all of these days with the college football championships. If Georgia beats Alabama, I want to see them be challenged in the first round of the college football playoff. And I just don't see Florida State without their quarterback, without their lead dog, Jordan Travis, as a challenge. And Florida State fans. I'm sure you would agree. You guys are much weaker without your guy. Love him. Benjamin Gott, local product. Wish he was still out there. Florida State, in the words of the chair committee and in the words of Bill Hancock, they are not the same team without Jordan Travis. Give me the best four. On the other side, we have the listening lunch here on the Victor Theo and Stone. Also, also a, a, I mean, a flooring revelation about one of the great rappers out of the Northeast, out of New York, um, that I think is going to rock your world. That and more when we return here on the Vic of Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3.